and we're live. Okay, great. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World for another live episode of The Blind View. Guys, I really hope you are subscribed and that you have your notification bells turned on so that you know when we go live because, you know, in, in the beginning we were trying to go live like every Friday, right? But now we do it so randomly and sporadically that the only way you're going to get us is if you have your notifications all turned on. Um, but right now, Vic from Canada is with me and we have two other people who will probably be joining us here well, as we are going. So let's get started. How are you, Vic? Not too bad. I finally caught the Britney movie, Britney versus Spears. Oh, really? Britney yeah. versus Spears versus her father? Well, or I, I'm assuming so. Yeah, I mean, it is concentrating on her relationship with her dad. So, because I, I had, I've never heard of that movie. I knew there was a documentary out called Saving Britney Spears or something like that. Well, no, this is actually called Britney versus Spears, and it's on Netflix, and it's described. Okay. Oh, great. And so you watched it? Yeah. Uh-huh. So what did you think of it? It was an interesting piece. I oh. mean, it was uh, it was definitely slanted towards Britney, which I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I didn't expect was, uh, I mean, they didn't paint the father as, too much of a bad guy. Mm. And and that was disappointing because I really thought he was a bad asshole. <laughs> so let me tell you, it's been my experience because I've lived through this, with, but my mother was in the place of Brittany's father, right? My mother was the one that instigated it against me. But right. ultimately, it wound up being the lawyers, the lawyers who, who instigated most of the the crimes against me and most of the trauma. And so I'm sure it's probably the same in Britney's situation. And You're right. I think, I think what they were doing is painting the father as uh, a sort of a, a, a follower. Mm-hmm. And he was doing what the uh, manager and uh, lawyer were telling him to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was pretty much it. Hold on, I gotta mute my phone. I don't want my phone reading all my notifications during the show. So, yeah. Um, well, it is called Britney versus Spears. Yeah, and it's, it's on Netflix, and okay. it, it is described. Good. I definitely want to go watch that, and I encourage our viewers to go watch it too. Um, and stay tuned because I'm making a movie about my own situation, and that will be coming out in the coming months. So. Um, I just wanted to remind our viewers about that too. Wait, so you're a movie producer and star? I'm an author, life coach, motivational speaker, executive movie producer, and did you call me a star? Yeah, it seems that way. Well, I've always been highly motivated to achieve. And I mean, even before I went blind, at the age of 12, like I played basketball, I was a straight A student, I, I did my best at everything, right? Right. You know, I didn't do that good at basketball, but I tried. So, um, but so I've always tried to be a high achiever or get, get stuff done, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I went blind at the age of 12, people had really low expectations of me and it was like ridiculous having to fight through all those low expectations to be able to become a, a big achiever again, right? But right. for a number of years now, I mean, I finally terminated that guardianship in 2012. In fact, the anniversary is coming up in January, the 10-year anniversary, and I'm gonna we're gonna have a big celebration here at Blue Butterfly Enterprises for that. But um, during that process, um, um, sorry, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought for a moment. Um, um, the process of of fighting all that. And then, um, and now I'm making a movie about it, right? Mm-hmm. And and I see what Britney Spears has been going through, and um, I just think it's really important that that the world knows what these guardianships are are all about, right? And how dangerous they are. Um, right. Here's here's something that I've learned in the last couple of years, as we all have been going through a lot of changes in our lives, and that is that this situation that we're going through right now where none of us really know what our rights are. And there's so much, like everybody's 
angry and hostile towards each other. I lived that. That's very similar to what I lived when I was under that guardianship and very similar to what Britney Spears has been going through while she's been locked under her guardianship and all these people that are locked under these guardianships. Because just like all these, all of you out there, for the first time in your life, these last 18 months or so, we've been losing our rights and we don't know what we, we're allowed to do when we go out. And, and people are getting angry about it and hostile towards each other and stuff because of all the mis messaging about the virus and about our rights and about what the what the president is saying or what the laws are saying or this is a law or this isn't a law or this is just a mandate or that's an illegal mandate. You know what I mean? It's just... That's, it's so similar to like all the noise I found myself going through, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I can't, I know I, in a lot of my shows, I go back to that, but people, um, just like the, the way I overcame all of that, all of that noise was mm -hmm. I just knew who I was and knew what my abilities were. And I just went ahead and I got her done, right? I just took right. care of business in spite of all the shit that I was hearing, all the background noise that was coming at me. And it was coming at me from the moment I woke up from that coma. And I remember for years thinking how profound that was, that huge change, you know, the change in messaging. It was like a complete turnaround from the messaging I'd always gotten for the first 12 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And and because I realized how profound that change was, and I realized this is a big part of what's crippling me, and I, so I started from the very beginning fighting against that messaging. And, and it's really important that we fight against these messages that we're being told, that we remember what our abilities are and what our rights are, and that we're strong people and that we're good people. We're not going to judge our neighbors because of their skin color or their economic situation or their, their religion or anything like that. Well, there was actually, a, there is a, a minor, well, I'm not sure if it's minor or major, but there is a difference between you and Brittany in that Brittany was made to continue working, whereas you were told that you couldn't do anything. Oh, yeah, but while I've been told that I couldn't do anything, they were, they had me jumping through hoops. They were treating me like a trained monkey or something. Mm -hmm. So even though I wasn't, quote, unquote, working, getting paid for it, I was being put through the paces. I was being treated like, like an animal. And, mm -hmm. and, and it makes me so angry. And, and they did this to me for years. And when I finally got my freedom and I read through all the legal paperwork, you know, that's why they gave me that lifetime annuity in my mind, because they knew what they were going to do to me. They knew they were going to, they wanted to do that to me for the rest of my life. What they did to me for those 15 years, they had me locked under that guardianship. I really believe that. And they're just, that was their justification. That was that they gave me that lifetime annuity. And I'm so angry that all these adults made these decisions for me and about me and never consulted me. And I've had to fight so long just to get my, my rights back and my, my self-control over my own life and everything. And I still don't have it back. You know, I've talked about this on recent shows and I've written about this in the books I'm writing that I'm about to publish, but I've recently found out that that, fuck, excuse me, that effing lawyer that my mom had appointed my guardian in 1997, that he's listed on my life insurance policies from Allstate as beneficiary. And so is my mother. And this could have only happened in 1992 when that lawsuit was settled and the federal government should have had my back. And I am saying that the federal government victimized me. They left me open to all of this stuff. And here it is all these years later. And now I'm having to fight to get my property back from this lawyer whose name is on my off my annuities. I can't get them put into my, my estate planning that I just paid a lawyer thousands of dollars to create for me because it's in the name of the freaking lawyer. And I'm going to have to hire another lawyer to go after and get a hold of like these U.S. attorneys and shit to get this all straightened out. And I am so angry that I am having to go through this. I should not have to go through this. The U.S. government should have had my back in 92. The state of Montana, the government of the state of Montana should not have taken my rights away in 1997 for 15 years. None of this should have happened to me. And I am so angry. And they are in big trouble because I have recovered. I've gotten most of my mental capacity back and I am working hard writing and speaking out about what they've done to me. And they will not do this to any more people. I think they do it to a lot of people on smaller scales and on larger scales. You know, the interesting thing is with that, with that 
uh, speech you just gave, um, someone leaked the speech that Brittany made in the courthouse, mm-hmm. and they actually played that in the movie mm-hmm. because Good. they managed to obtain a copy. Yeah. See, these these guardianships and these courts, they try to keep it all sealed so the world never knows what they do to these to these wards. Exactly. I was a ward. Britney, Britney Spears is a ward. I don't know what's wrong with her lawyer. He could have gotten her out when they went to court on the 29th of September if he'd stood up and claimed her constitutional rights like I did when I went to court. Well, it seems, you know, it seems I think that her lawyers are part of the problem. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what's with this Matthew Rosengard. He's seen, I don't know. I haven't seen him do anything other than not get her out of guardianship on the 29th. Like, if he read my email, which he should have gotten, because I did everything in my power to make sure it would be set before him at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going on the on the assumption that he read my email. And if he read my email, then he knew on the on September 29th when he went to court with Brittany, he knew it then and there how to get her out of that guardianship. Totally. Not just change to another conservator slash guardian. Which was how? Which was what? How was, was he going to get around? By, by, by pointing out to the court that through the, by continuing the administration of the guardianship, they were violating her constitutional rights and that it needed to stop. Because yeah, but which rights? All of them. If you read down our, our first 10 amendments of our constitution, if Brittany reads down it like I did, as a ward, I could see how each one of those rights had been violated at one point or another during the administration of that guardianship. My right to freedom of religion, that had been infringed upon. My right to freedom of speech, that had been infringed upon. My right to bear arms, that had been infringed upon. My right to own property, that had been infringed upon. Every one of them. And that's but wait, wait a second, isn't it? And if, especially if they're living through this nightmare like Britney is and like I was, they will see. Brittany, hold on. I just hold on. Isn't there a line in your constitution that says without due process of law? Yeah. And, and that's part of the problem. They don't give the word due process when they railroad them into these things. Okay. But, but see, that's just another way they're in which they're violating our rights because they don't give us due process. When I was taken into court in February of 97 that night, late at night for an emergency court hearing by my four sneaky parents and their greedy ass lawyers, you know, it was all done so fast and and it was all done in secret, you know, and and that's the problem. Right, right. Because it seems it was illegal and they knew they weren't supposed to do it. So they did it in the cloak of darkness. And that's by merely making it so they can no longer do these emergency things will go a Mm -hmm. long way towards fixing the problem. Right, right. Because like and and a lot of times a lot of times they figured that the due process of law is what they do in the courthouse, and that's it. But there's a lot more to it. Yeah, I mean, the fact like, is, Brittany wasn't given consultation with an attorney of my choosing. You know what I mean? I never got that. Yeah. And like, Brittany wasn't given a, the five day notice so she could contest it. Yep. yep. Yeah. I was, wasn't given any notice either. I was literally like they came into my hotel room late at night and they took my, my, my identification. They stripped me of my identification and my credit cards and my cash. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was taken out of there. And then I was taken to the courthouse and I was introduced to this, this lawyer. I'm not going to say his name, but they said, this guy's going to be your guardian at light and he'll protect you in court tonight. And you know what? I had no reason to even go in the court that night, but my four parents and their sneaky lawyers framed me and they wanted to rob me that night. And that's what they did. And they thought they had me for the rest of my life. And it's just a miracle that I managed to escape. Well, don't call it a miracle. Well, well, it was a miracle because no, don't call it a miracle because if you call it a miracle, that means people need miracles to get out of those things. No, it was a miracle that I escaped because listen, I am severely brain injured. I am blind. Like they had me, you know, like how was I supposed to get any help? I couldn't read. I couldn't read signs. I couldn't read the phone book to fucking 
you know, excuse me, to call an, an attorney of my own who might be on my side, you know, uh, and that's the problem. Like they, they shouldn't be able to do those emergency court hearings where they just drag you in there and do that to you and leave you like scrambling for, for a life preserver. And while they're putting all these heavy weights on your, on your shoulders and throwing you over the side of the ship. Yeah, you know? I agree with my you. Parents really, my parents and their lawyers really believed they had me for good there. They thought they locked me up and threw away the key that night, but I found the key and I escaped. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, it's really disappointing how much power the government has in our lives. But the fact is... they have that much power. That's the problem. People need to read their constitution and read their first 10 amendments to right. what their rights are and make sure that that they're able to speak up for themselves because I didn't that night. I didn't know what my rights were. And yeah. a lot of these people don't. Yeah, especially in the case of, of children. I mean, they mm -hmm. they have the power to take their children away from the parents, even though the parents did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. If they even get a sense of maltreatment of the child, then they automatically remove that child from the household. I mean, and that shouldn't be done. I mean, in a lot of cases, yes, it may be that the child is being abused and molested or whatever the case is. Uh, but what about the ones that are innocent of all that? And what about the fact that a lot of these kids um, are usually put into worse situations? Exactly. So, um, but that really comes down to needing to fix the system. We need to fix a lot of our systems here in America, and that's just one of them. Um, well, not just America. It's in Canada, too. Oh, I'm sure it's probably all over the place. But yeah. the only way things are going to get better is if people start to try to be nicer and make a difference, right? Right. And and maybe make a little bit eff more effort to make things better for everybody instead of just taking the easy road just so things are better for them personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard you had a busy couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, Do you want to well, tell everybody? Well, my best friend is here now, and she's joined my company. Um, I finished my series of short stories. I'm calling, well, right now the name of my manuscript is My Shorts or Be Becca's Shorts. But I might have a different title for the book once it's before it goes to publication. Are they um, sexy shorts? <laughs> I think the stories are very sexy. Yeah, the short stories. <laughs> I, I love them. And and honestly, I'm working on another short story that I probably won't be able to put into this book because I want to do a really good job on this short story. And I probably need like six weeks to do a really good job on it. And I want to get this publication going on these short stories right now. So sure. Um, but and I'm also working on my third memoir in the meantime because. You know, be Gino just got back from a week's vacation, and just before he left, we finally got the contract signed. So we're moving forward with production. We're just in what's it called pre-production of the movie right now. Right. And I we'll be in this pre-production phase for a few months, and mm -hmm. so all of that's getting ramped up. And so um, I'm just like, I'm glad that I finally got my short stories done, and I, I'm just going to work on my third memoir during this process, and I'll be finishing my the man, manuscript on my third memoir as we're you know finishing with the movies so then I'll sure. start that process of publication oh wow um and in the meantime I need to work harder on my my body I'm I I mean I've been hitting my treadmill every day but I haven't been really watching what I eat I pretty much eat what eat whatever I want and so I'm getting a little chunky so I need to like go back to watching what I eat um, right and and then I realized this morning, like I was laying in bed this morning and my back was hurting. My legs were like, had this restless leg syndrome thing going on. And I was trying to figure out what was going on. And then I re realized that's been several weeks since I've taken my calcium. Mm -hmm. And since I've taken my um, Tylenol and ibuprofen, because my sister was giving me like twice a day, Tylenol, ibuprofen and um, these uh, calcium supplements. Right. And I was feeling really good. But since my best friend and her family moved in, um, they're, they're sleeping in my sister's room, so I never go in there anymore. <laughs> so my sister um, went and got this stuff this morning and gave it to me. Oh, okay. So I should start feeling better because I've been hurting a lot lately, and it's been making it harder to exercise. I mean, I still exercise, but it's not as much fun because I'm in pain. 
Right. So anyway, I should be feeling better now that I'm back on my. Well, if it means anything, I've I've been bulking up quite a bit too. Uh, unfortunately, sitting around and editing videos is not a good thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm standing around writing so much. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets it gets to be kind of hard to always sit down and always do something on the computer constantly. Well, if it starts to affect your back, like it was doing mine, you could get a standing desk. Like I haven't put your computer on the standing desk so you can stand up and work. Oh and no, it's not. It's not a back thing. It's just oh, okay. the weight gain. That's it. Yeah, okay. um, I'm not enjoying the weight gain at all. So I use my treadmill every morning for an hour. Have you thought about getting a treadmill so you can exercise every day? Well, I do have a treadmill, yeah. Okay, well, um, every day when you get up. But again, you know, it's like Victor has to edit the videos to be published and stuff like that. Mm. How many videos are you doing? Oh, I'm doing a lot. I mean, there's uh, one, two, three, four... Five. Five shows that I have to edit. Five shows a week? Five shows a week, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. So I haven't done any videos in several weeks because I've just been so busy, but now that my best friend's here and I have another pair of eyes and hands to help get stuff done so Gino can focus on you know what he's doing for the pre-production of the movie, and I mm. can you know, Carrie can help me um, maybe do some more live streams and stuff is what we're planning, so. Right, right. Now, is this the best friend you said got arrested with you? Yeah, but I didn't get arrested. <laughs> she got arrested. She so got arrested. Me. <laughs> What'd she do to get arrested? Oh, hi, Tim. So when, let's see, when my oldest son was like six and my youngest son was a baby, um, Carrie and I were driving from Missoula to Spokane, Washington with her two oldest children and my oldest son in the backseat of the car. And Carrie kind of, um, well, she likes to call it a lead foot sometimes. And so we were going over the pass into Idaho. And as soon as we like went over the hill and we were in the Idaho state, um, one of the Idaho state patrollers clocked her going over the speed limit. It's kind of a speed trap there. And so she oh, got yeah. pulled over, and I was like sitting in the front seat, and and I, Carrie was talking to the officer, and the officer walked up to the car. This was after he got her license and went and ran her name, and he walks up to the car and he says, "Can you please step out of the car?" And I thought, "Oh no!" And I grabbed my cell phone and I called my, well, he's my ex-husband now, but my husband at the time, and I was like, "Honey, I think Carrie's about to be arrested," and then my phone went dead. And, and and then and then yeah, the cop arrested Carrie, and so he takes Carrie and puts her in this patrol car back behind because he was pulled over behind her car, right? Because she pulled over, and and so he goes and puts her in his squad car, and then he comes up to me and he's talking to me through the window. And I said to him, I said, Officer, I'm blind and my cell phone just died. Can I have Carrie's phone so I can call for help for me and the kids? And that officer refused. He left me and some little kids on the side of the interstate in a running vehicle for hours, and we were in danger. And not, I mean, it was not a safe situation. And and the kids had to eat this this cruddy, like uh, yucky snow that had all kinds of uh, like junk in it from because it was snow from cars coming off the freeway right there, right? But the kids got thirsty and hungry because we were in there for like four hours stuck in this car on the side of the interstate because that's how long that that highway patrolman left us there mm -hmm. and um so the kids got hungry and thirsty over time and i had no access to food or water so i said well open the door and eat some of the snow out there well then when when my husband got there later and i told my husband oh i had the kids eat the snow he pointed out that that snow was black and gray and dirty and, and that's what my children and, and, or my older son and, and my Carrie's two oldest kids had been eating, right? And so it was so gross. And, and it just made me angry that, that the Idaho State Patrol didn't have any plans for what to do with a blind mother and children, anything better. They didn't have any better plans than leaving us on the side of the road for four hours, helpless.
when they arrested Carrie that night or that but day. But why did they arrest her for speeding? She had an outstanding warrant because when she was a teenager, she lived in Idaho with like some a teenage friend and her mother, and she got picked up at I don't know she was at a party. She got picked up for an MIP, and she never went to, and took care of it. So she, there was a bench warrant issued for her arrest. I'm sorry, like, MIT. Years, what? MIT. MIT except for minor in possession. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and so like 20 plus years later, she's grown and has all these little kids, and her blind friend is in the car with her, with her little kid too, and we get pulled over by an officer in that state, and they run her name, and it comes back that she's got this bench warrant. So yeah, oh, they, wow. just, they just like took her out of the car and left me in the car with three little kids on the side of the interstate for like four to five hours. Right. It, it was ridiculous. Is and there no statute of limitations on those warrants? I don't know. Well, there should be. But either way, I feel it was totally irresponsible of that highway patrolman to just leave us there. Like, he, he could have given me Carrie's phone, but he took it from her when he arrested her. But he could have given it to me, even though I couldn't use it because it didn't talk. Like, my son, my oldest son, or her oldest son were right in the back seat. Either one of them could have used it to call for help, right? Right. Because called somebody and said yeah we're stranded out here can you please come and help us bring us food and water at least you know but do, do you remember what year this was so my son my oldest son was like six at the time i think or maybe seven and he was born in 02 so it would have been like eight like 2008. 2009 yeah right right and um and you know that's scary because a lot of people don't realize their rights in situations like that yeah and and i was like so and i don't know that officer i really feel like the officer should have uh consulted with me right right he should have said now ma'am is there anything i can get for you and these small children before i leave you here for four hours you yeah know? And like I said, I asked him to give me Carrie's phone. I was her best friend. And I was in the car, right? It's not like I was a felon or someone that didn't know her. And and I asked him, and I told him, I was like, my phone just died, sir. Can I please have her phone so I can call for help? And he refused me. And there needs to, like, I thought the ADA has laws to protect disabled people from this kind of shit. But I went through it. And my little kid, those three kids, like her two oldest kids and my oldest son, we all went through it that day. And it made me so angry. Right. And I've had, I mean, I've had other experiences with law enforcement that weren't the best. I mean, it, it has always been like stupid stuff like that, like misunderstandings, but it's stuff that should be fucking off. I mean, excuse me, freaking obvious, right? Let me ask you something. Did you have your cane at the time? Yeah, I had my cane in the car. In fact, I showed it to him. I said, look, my cane's right here. So why and didn't she, wait, wait, wait. I opened my door and I, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting out of the car to show you my cane. And I stood up and I showed him my cane. I said, look, I'm blind. I waved it around. I said, I need this for getting around. I need, you know, and he still just left me sitting there on the side of the road with three little kids for hours and hours with a running vehicle. Well, I, mean, I have to ask, why didn't you go get the phone? He was like, he arrested Carrie and put her in his squad car behind her. like, so yeah, what? So when I first, I already tried to open my door once, and he yelled at me because he didn't know what I was doing. Like, and I'm a blind woman. How am I supposed to know if I had gone out of the car, walked back to his car after he already told me I couldn't have the phone? That's disobeying a law enforcement officer. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's fending for your life. Well, well, that officer refused to give me Carrie's phone, and I just feel like it was wrong. And like, oh said, no, it was wrong. It should have been obvious, like. Any idiot should be like, oh, wait, she's blind and she's got three little kids in this car. Maybe I should let her have this phone. What am I going to commit with Carrie's phone? Right? You're right. And You're right. But I want. I also want you to know that without you, you knowing it, in other words, your ignorance, you could have had done something about it, but you didn't well, know I you didn't could. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I'm saying you could have done something about it, but you didn't know. What the fact is you moment? could have you could have walked to Carrie oh. and got your her phone from her. 
No, the officer took her phone, I think. But but listen. Then you should have ran up to the officer and asked for the phone because he had no right to keep that phone. But Vic, I, I think you're being unfair to me because I'm disabled. I was in a strange environment. I had three kids in the car. Like, how did I know the officer wasn't gonna arrest me? And and I don't I don't care if I don't care if you're disabled. I don't and, care if you're disabled. I don't I don't care if you have to walk in the middle of the street. So you think I should have gone back there, what knocked on his window and said, Officer, I know you refused to give me the phone when I asked for it the first time, but would you please, 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 please give it no. to me? No. I think <laughs> you should have gone to the officer and stood up for your rights. I, I was sitting in the car and I said to him, You were sitting in the car. <laughs> Why didn't you get out of the car? <laughs> Right? I don't care. You weren't under arrest. I, have to tell you, I am a very assertive blind person. I am good at standing up for myself and whenever I possibly can. But I had already done everything I felt like I could do. I asked him. I was trying to be, I mean, I didn't want to become an unruly uh, person, right? So I, I, like I said, I asked him for my friend's phone. He said no. He's the law enforcement officer. I have to obey him. No, you didn't. Yes, you do. No, you don't, because you don't work for him. He works for you. You're the one that pays your taxes. Yeah, but try to be the blind woman out there on the interstate with the three little kids who can't even drive the car, and the cops leaving you sitting there. Yeah, then you leave the, the kids in the van and go get the cell phone. What? I would have left the kids in the van, gotten out of the cell phone. But I don't I'm care how much that... I don't care how much that cop yells. I would have gotten my ass out of that self, out of out of that van. I would have walked up to the to Gary. Give me your cell phone. Next time, I better. Tim, what is your opinion on all of this? Is Tim still with us? I don't know, Tim. Because I know Tim had tried to join us. Well, he was with us a couple of seconds ago. <clears throat> but a lot, you know, a lot of people don't realize their rights in situations like that. The fact is, you don't have to obey the law in a situation like that because you are not the person under arrest. But it's always been my, I've always been made to understood that if an officer makes a request of you, you are to obey it because the, no. the may not know all the evidence. No, you are giving the police way too much power. Well, I think I need to get some clarity on this. Maybe I should see if I can have a lawyer come on the show and we can discuss this. Oh, definitely. I, definitely. People, we need to know what our rights are because this was wrong. And, you know, not just disabled people need to know what our rights are, but everybody needs to know what everybody, our rights are. Everybody, that's right. There's stuff going on here in our country that is wrong. And, and everybody needs to learn what their rights are. And everybody needs to start pulling their own weight. Everybody needs to start standing up for themselves and standing up for all of us because they're about to take all of our rights away. No, I agree. Not not just the little guys, not just the poor people. It's going to be everybody. Everybody's going to get their rights away because the elites want to take everything. Yeah, and it's a poor state of affairs that people don't know their civil rights. And that's unfortunate because the police get away with much more than they should. Mm -hmm. On both sides of the border, both your your side and my side. Not just the police. In our country, it goes all the way to the presidency, to the White House. Our White House president is is like saying stuff. He's like making all these proclamations that he doesn't have the right to do. And and their media is running with it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And and we need to keep our eye on what's going on in the rest of the world too. Like it feels like we're busy scrambling trying to keep our heads above water here at home. And and while we're doing this, then China and the rest of the world is going on taking advantage of bad actors, right? Yeah. So we have all yeah. these bad actors that are still out there, still scheming against us, still doing all the stuff they've been doing to us the last several decades and especially the last couple of years. Yeah. And we need to remember that. That they're still Tim, what's What's your opinion on this, Tim? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you really want my opinion? Yes. I wouldn't have asked otherwise. 
Wait till November 24th gets here. That's the big day. Is What's that, happening November 24th? November 24th, 30% of the pilots and uh, air traffic control people uh-huh. and uh, the uh, flight attendants will no longer have a job in this country. Why is that? Because they do not have, do not want to take the vaccine shot. So there's a mandate oh, because of okay. the because of the pinhead president that we have, the most the president that's making Jimmy Carter look like an, a genius. Uh-huh. Once all these these you these comp- that mandate, though? I watched something just this morning, and this makes sense to me that that it has not it's not a law. And it's it's just it's just something that's been spoken. No, no, it has it spoken and the media ran with it. Everybody's convinced it's the law, but nobody can No, no, it has not the law. No, no, it has it has become a law. It, it's become a law, but he hasn't done anything. He's threatened it, so, so the companies call, are call jumping ahead of him, so he doesn't have to make it a law. Yeah. Did yeah. Vote on it? yeah. No, they didn't vote on it, and he didn't make a law of it. He just said, "Everybody, I'm going to mandate it." Yeah. And so and the companies, threat of it, but that's companies. Laws aren't made by a president speaking them into into creation and mandating them into creation. Laws are created by Congress voting on them. And this is, you know, this is what I don't like. The fact, I mean, I, I'm on both, uh, I'm on the one side of the fence. I think people should get vaccinated. But the fact that you don't want to, that's fine. But here's the thing. The government makes it so you're embarrassed for not wanting to. They're making you may making you look like a germ. They're dehumanizing people. That's right. Yeah. Where they want you to stay in your home because you're nothing but a germ and a slug. Exactly. Because you don't want to put this but, untested but bi- vaccine in your body. People are allowing it. It'll only go as far as the American people allow it to go. And I want my viewers to remember that. If you're unhappy with the way things are, then change it. Change your mindset. Change your behavior. Change your outlook on your life. Well, there's nothing people can do for another four years. No, listen, well, listen. Yeah, that's true. I, I heard that for years. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. But they were wrong. And so is everybody who's saying there's nothing we can do. We can start right now trying to change our mindsets because we're going to need to change our mindsets if we're going to overcome this. I mean, I'm, no, walking no. In, I'm walking in a Walmart every week and half the shelves are empty. Oh yeah, I mean this is ridiculous. You can't, we you can't even get a, a a stupid refrigerator now because the chips are gone. The runs the damn thing. You can't. They don't have the chips. Joe Biden has destroyed this country, mm. and there's idiots out there, and you know who you are, who would vote for that piece of shit again tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Because what is it going to? He's giving me a handout. He's giving me this. He's taken away from you. You just don't realize it yet. And he's taken away our freedoms every day. Every day. We have less freedoms than what we did six months ago in this country. And there's idiots out there who voted for that piece of shit. And that's what exactly what he is. He Everything he touches disintegrates into dog shit. Mm-hmm. Every day, I can't believe it. I've never seen what? anybody in you my life have so much bad luck than Joe Biden it's about everything that he luck. touches. It's by design, it has to be by design. You know, when he first took office, I thought, boy, this guy's a real dumbass. But no, I, by now, I'm sure it has to be by design. What are we talking about by design? The, the, it's the, the destruction the of the United States. Of it's being done on purpose. Is by design. It's not because we we tried for decades to elevate the rest of the world up to our standards. Mm-hmm. Well, we couldn't do that. So now what's being done because it's They're not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. So now he's lowering the standards in America. So it's an equal playing field. Uh, poor little country here does, is having a food crisis. Well, guess what? Guess who has a food food crisis now? America has a food crisis. Well, I have a problem with that, though. What? I mean, at, uh, you have to understand what makes you guys the one to aspire to. 
because we're capitalists. We're 100% capitalists. We're, we're successful. Or we have and who to. says that works, though? It, it does. It's not That's perfect, but it's better than socialism. Historically because it's it better than communism. What do you classify as socialism? Tell me. When mommy, when, when the government hands you a check every month and they can control where you live, what you do, what you freaking eat, and where you work, and how many kids you get to have, and you got organized right. medication, and you got to go to this doctor. You can't go to that doctor you want to go to. You got to go to our doctor. I'm and sorry. Socialism. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying the U.S. does not have that? No, I can go to any doctor I want. Bullshit. Yes, I can. No. If your insurance says you got to go to this doctor, then you got to go to that doctor. I can go to on my plan. I can go to any doctor. Yeah, on your plan. But that's, that's not every American's what, plan. You know what? That ain't my fucking fault. That's oh, exactly. Fault. So it's not your fault. So everybody else should go fuck themselves. But Vic, you're saying that... That because Tim is willing to work hard and pay for those. I pay for that shit. Because you know why? I don't smoke crack. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't drink. I pay for my fucking life. I had that right. If you're a damn, if you're a damn bum, you gotta have that fucking cigarette. You gotta have that alcohol. You gotta have this habit and that habit. You ain't got money. That's your fucking fault. Not well, my fucking fault. Well, then Canada's a socialist republic. That's right. Yes, it is. It is. Except we don't. Canada's always been socialist. You guys are controlled. We aren't. We are free market. The only difference is we pay for our taxes that go yeah, to health care. When you guys go out and buy something, you do pay for your... You do pay for it. But it's what it is, is one glove fits every hand. You yes. can't do that in the world because my needs are different than the needs of a guy down the street. And, and just like and just like American needs are not that of other countries. Who gives a fuck about other countries anymore? You we just said it. My needs are different than the needs for somebody else in another country. But I'm you're sorry. saying the president. Okay, look, I just need to know one thing. What is the president doing and why is he doing it? He's completely he undermining the success of America. He hates Why? America. Because he thinks in his head, because he's a socialist, it's not fair that this America is is the top. America is not so Why is everybody trying to come down. here? Everybody tries to come to America because we are the, 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 the probably at one point, we were the best country in the world because we had freedoms. And you, if you wanted to do this, you could do that. You can come here and work hard, and you could be a success with a business. No, that's people, what everybody strives for. People are coming to America because they need to escape shit. Well, guess what? The problem is they're bringing their shit with them. All these Haitians that's crossing the border illegally by thousands and thousands and thousands. Yeah, you think these are becoming American citizens? They're, they're getting hands out. They're getting they're money. The they're getting free wealth. Canada. They're getting free education. They're swamping our education system. We're not prepared for it. Well, I, we I, used I, to have a president nine months ago that wouldn't put up with this shit. Now we got a piece of shit that says, oh, we want the white people to be the, the minority. And it's on tape. Well, I saw it the other day. We want the white people to be the minority in this country. Why? Why do we want that? Why, why do we want... Our culture here to be destroyed because you want us to become the minority. You Why? Know, he actually said that. Yes, he said that. It was it's on videotape when he was vice president. They played it the other night on TV. They're undermining our our education system. They're undermining our employment. They're undermining all of our systems that we pay for as taxpayers and that we have paid for. They are destroying this country on purpose. And the sheep out there who get the little checks every month are going to keep voting Democrat. Because if I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But I know if I, eventually you're going to take that piece of shit check from you eventually because they're broke. We're broke. Okay, but why are they doing all of this? They're why? doing it they're to set up the one world system. Mm -hmm. They're destroying yep. America 
on purpose, destroying the dollar bill on purpose. So one day we're going to wake up and there's going to be a world currency, a one world government. That's why it's being done. And they know the only way they can get that accomplished, they have to destroy America because Americans won't put up with that shit. But eventually we're going to have to because there's nothing else we can do about it. But Doesn't listen, that already exist can, in the UN, all, though? We can all that, fight against it now. If we all now start fighting against it, start working hard, start thinking big, start dreaming big like we always have, and start standing against the people and start speaking out against them. But wait a second. Doesn't that already exist in the form of the they're, UN? They're trying. The United Nations is trying to become a one-world dominant piece. And the UN, everything they touch, like Joe Biden's a piece of shit. There's so much... Corruption in the UN, it ain't funny. The UN needs to be disbanded because it doesn't do nothing for nobody. Okay, but the US is part of the UN. The well, U- yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we're part of the UN, but the UN's a freaking joke. Mm-hmm. And, and hey, we didn't really put up with them for the four and years that Donald Trump was there. The he said, kiss my ass, basically. I don't that's think you could do that. We though. are changing our culture, our war, our United States of America, so we can be loved and, and, and respected. Are we being loved and respected around the world right now? No. We are a laughing joke. We are a joke. I want to be feared and respected. And when, when Donald Trump was in office, they were the hell scared of us because he knew he'd kill you. He would come over and blow you out of the sky if he had to. Now... We're no, doing he nothing but killing little seven-year-olds over in Afghanistan with a little rocket because they they launched and hit the wrong guy. No, they're not. Uh, he wouldn't go over there and fight them all. No, Joe Biden's a pussy, and anybody who voted for him, you're a pussy, and you can put it on a book. You Look, are a pussy. Biden may very well be a pussy, but I'm telling you that nobody wants the American people or the American country to do anything. The fact is, I don't think, I don't think American standards are anything to live by. I, I, I think Americans have, I mean, I, not all Americans, but Amer- some Americans have very high ideals and some Americans want to do good in this world. That's a good thing, Vic. There's, no, that is America. a good thing. Hold on. on no, things. no, hold on. That is a good thing. But trying to aspire to be the top 1% of the 1% is just unrealistic. I'm not speaking financially. They're trying to destroy our financial markets and stuff, but I'm speaking on a human level. And yes, yes we are the I'm no- talking about the a United human States level. United States is the number one giving country in the world. Yeah. We get yes. more chair. Because we know what we got, we are being blessed from God. Yep. And so we give out when we get a, a get a dollar, I'll give 10 cents of it. I'll give away because I'm going to help Joe Blow. We are the number one giver. When in the old days, back when we were when we when we were something, if they had a little trouble, who'd they call? They called the United States. And who always showed up? The United States. Now we couldn't get ourselves out of a toilet if we needed to, because of the piece of shit we've got. No, I think it's because of the piece of shit. And listen, everybody, it's our leadership. And we can turn this around. Look how fast it turned around when Trump was in office for one term. All we need is... The only problem with your premises, Rebecca, we've got three years and four months of this piece of shit left. What's going to be left when he gets, when he finally, if he doesn't die between now and then, what's going to be left? Now, careful! You're you sound like he's you're, eighty uh, something years old. I'm not saying I want him to die, but who knows? He could wake up tomorrow and not so wake up. Vic, I, I'm sure every American citizen is just anticipate. I mean, expecting to hear any day that Joe Biden is dead, and I think that not only because he's so elderly and in such bad health anyway, but I think the people under him. But wait, how old was Trump? Trump, There is a big difference between Donald J. Trump Trump and Joe Biden. Donald Trump is in really good health. Mentally and physically, 
Joe Biden is knocking on death's door. He has been he, his, his mental capacities. You yeah. can see him slipping every day. He just gets and worked. Trump was too. No, he wasn't. What do you what? mean? No, he wasn't. What was he doing? What was he doing? He may have said stuff off the cuff that normal people probably wouldn't say. Yeah. That's because, but he wasn't sitting there. Uh, uh, he, he may have he said stuff that I don't agree with, PCO. but he mentally he was there. Yeah. You may not agree with everything. I didn't agree with everything that Joe, with uh, Donald Trump said, but there was I could. There's a huge difference in mental cognizance of Joe Biden and Donald J. Trump. Joe Biden is 50, 40 percent, and he he just ain't know. He, he has to go to bed every night at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. after he gets his little chocolate pudding and changes his diaper before he goes to bed. Joe Biden is, is a... And wait, wait. And you don't think Trump is the same thing? No. There, there's a big difference when you put both of them together. Listen, that, that's not even funny. Alexa, how old is Donald Trump? Oh, the age. I think Donald Trump's 76. He's a very successful businessman. He's like... Uh, Wait, Alexa, how old is Donald Trump? I think he's 76. Alexa? Donald Trump is 75 years old. 75. Trump? Huh, 75. Donald Trump is 75 years old. And he don't act like it. He don't act like it. He's constantly moving. He's constantly Alexa, doing this and constantly doing that. Joe Biden? Alexa, how old is Joe Biden? He's 83. Joe Biden is 78 years old. No, but, oh my God, they're so close. There's a big difference in their the no, mental capacity. Jeez, my Lord. Did you hear what she said? She goes, he's blah, blah, blah. Would you like to hear where Joe Biden was born? No, no. <laughs> um, I mean, I, mean, I have just... to look. I have to look at what these men have been through in their lives. I mean, Joe Biden was uh, went to war. He was in the no, army. He, never, he was never. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Oh, he, he wasn't. Was, no. no My mistake. Okay. Before. Joe Biden's never, never picked. Never. Only gun he's ever picked up is a little plague gun that his wife gave him one day, probably a little squirt gun. That piece of shit never, never did anything. And I, Donald Trump didn't either. So I'll give him that. Donald Trump never fought no war. In fact, Donald Trump had a gold-plated plague gun. But let me tell you what? something about Joe Biden that most people don't know about. Joe Biden, when he does his taxes, he has never donated any money to any organizations in his life. Wait, wait, not one, not one place. He's never hey. given money out. Hey, well, Trump has because he knows how to use tax shelters. He gives. He does Everybody donate. Knows shelters any account can set up a yeah hey if it ain't legal if you get to do it and they say it's legal is it my fault that i'm paying less taxes because i do this is it legal yeah then why if they hate it so much get rid of it if you can't don't get rid of it is it what's he doing illegal no then shut the fuck up then you shut the fuck up you cannot you cannot do that i don't like paying taxes Look, look, no, 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 listen to me. The politicians are the one that comes up with the tax stuff. If okay, they want wait to a second. It, hold on, hold on. You're telling me that Biden, because he couldn't afford to give to charities, but he still paid his taxes, and Trump, who gave to charities because he had the money to do so and needed to shelter it. You're, you're, you're not. If you if they want if they don't want that to be if they want that to be illegal then get rid of the tax shelter. No, it's nobody's law. talking about illegal. You're it's saying one is, one is more right than the other. Joe Biden never gave any to charity. Period. Doesn't exactly. Matter but why do you think that is? Because, because he's a piece of shit. That's why I give oh, the donations to people. No, and I'm on disability for God's yeah. sakes. I've given. He just doesn't want to. Hey, got hey Tim. Yes. If my iPad dies, would you finish the show for me? Because it'll take me a while to get back in, and I might not make it back in. Well, why is it dying for? Well, because we've been on the 
on the air for a while. It was only at like I think eighty some percent when I unplugged it this morning. So I'm just saying, if I well, you should it, keep your stuff it, plugged in instead of something else plugged in yeah. all the time. And why isn't it plugged in now? Yeah, why ain't you got it plugged on? And like I'd have to go over to the other end of the room and get my oh, she has to get up and go. But wait, you're on a portable iPad. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't exactly have an outlet near where I'm using my iPad. You got an extension cord. I mean, I probably could, but I'm putting. <laughs> you need to have a backup battery like I've got. I know I do. I know I do. And, and you got money? I know, but I've been really busy. Like, oh, I, she's been busy. What you been busy with? Somewhere anyway, I need to find. I think it might be in the top drawer on my nightstand. So, so you should have a backup plan just in case something's going on during your oh, during I your know, show. Your viewers should be the number one thing in your mind. Uh, you know, Tim, I I'm so I'm so behind on everything, or I always feel like I'm behind anyway. That most of the time when I start the show, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Well, you know how to eliminate that, don't you? Don't ever sleep; you'll never be behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just feel like I have so much research I should be doing, and so much writing I should be doing, and so much speaking I should be doing, and all this stuff, and I just feel like you know I'm never done. Why? Well, okay. I'm always lacking. Well, that's that's I guess that's your choice to be lacking. I think we should take a break, right? Back yeah, take a break. Take a commercial break. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Great news. You can now get both of my books on Audible. My first book, Because You're Blind, is the story of how I went from that terrified little girl who woke up suddenly blind and brain injured at the age of 12 years old and then years later was locked down under an illegal and corrupt guardianship in the state of Montana for 15 years. It's the story of how I defeated all of that and overcame all of that. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is how I used my own thinking to empower myself to change my life after all of that. And now today, I am the founder and president of Blue Butterfly Enterprises, as well as host and creator of Becca's World on YouTube. And I have a lot of other great projects going on. But I just wanted to encourage you guys to check out the Audible versions of my books because they're both good stories. And you can get, there's, I have some free downloads of each book available. If you email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com, I would be happy to send you a free download so you can check it out. Thank you so much for your time. And now back to the blind view. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> so is, okay, you're both still with us. So um, what do you guys want to talk about now? Well, I'm going to uh, Detroit, Michigan in about uh, March to do a speech in front of a thousand people. What are you speaking on? Oh, yeah. Um, for a fundraiser for guide dogs. Oh, that's great. So I'm looking forward Any to that. Any particular school? Yeah, leader dogs. Oh, okay. So are you going to um, maybe share some of your own personal stories? Yeah, it's my personal story. And uh, then the production crew, there's going to be a production crew coming to my house in about four weeks. And I'm going to do a little film uh, for the for that night also. So so you're going to be a movie star? Yeah. And you're going to have to have my autograph from now on, you know. I'm just, okay. Yeah, well, so. then I got to interview you on my show. I need oh, to interview oh. you about this too, Tim. This is really fascinating what you do. It's and I'm, I'm getting ready to start a podcast for Leader Dogs also. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So starting probably next month or that's coming up. So I got some exciting stuff going on. So, yeah. Um, I can't wait to go to Detroit because I want. I love traveling right now. And, right. Uh, I hate traveling right now. It's horrible. Why is it horrible? No, I love it because I love getting out there with my guide dog and doing everything that I've been trained to do with my guide dog and being a, you I, know, I, an example. Aren't you, of, just aren't you afraid your dog might catch COVID? But I, I, just, I know, I no. Hate all the no. COVID crap and all of the confusion about the. The mandates and the, you know everything is just so confusing. I'm so tired. I'm gonna be on a cruise ship in two weeks. I'm gonna be on a cruise ship in two weeks. So, so oh, you're gonna be on a petri dish with COVID? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going on a cruise. Going on a cruise, a five day cruise. cruise. Is it one of those Disney cruises? No, it's a Holland America. Oh, okay. Holland America. Oh wow. 
What what cruise line are you going on, Tim? Holland America. <laughs> oh, that's the cruise line. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be on the uh, Rotterdam. It's a brand new ship that I'll be the my ass will be its first ass on that toilet when I get on there. Never been sat on before. <laughs> so and you're proud you of that, are you? Yes. Your what hurts? Are you going to take a before and after picture of the toilet? Uh, no, because sometimes, you know, things happen. <laughs> Especially what you, if you ate something weird last night and you're running to the toilet, stuff starts flying out before you get down. That's so, true. That's true. Don't you That's just hate that? True. Don't you oh, hate yeah. that? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. It's when those Japanese toilets come into play. Yes. Yeah. Who's on the cruise with you? Uh, my family. Your 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 wife and your grandkids no, and it, my brothers and sister. We've been planning. We've had this thing planned for two and a half years. Oh, good. And then next August, I'm going on Alaska cruise. Okay, cool. So I've got uh, actually I got three cruises booked. I'm going on another cruise in February. Alaska cruise. Won't that be very cold? Yeah, no, not in August. Tim, did you get vaccinated? Yeah, I'm vaccinated. How do you feel about that? Was it frightening? It's my choice. Um, I, I was a little scared because, you know, to tell you the truth, the vaccine is not a really well-tested thing. Yeah. It's something they developed and overnight they're saying, just take this, you know, and there's a risk at it. I really believe there could be stuff that flies up here in the next five or six years. Mm-hmm. That's something out of the vaccine. I don't know. Could, could not, maybe not. Yeah. And I'm not too thrilled about having to get a booster. A yeah. vaccine's a vaccine. A vaccine's supposed to be able to ward off stuff. Mm-hmm. This doesn't ward it off. It just makes sure you don't die. I'm Do you get the flu shot every year? Yeah, I got the flu shot two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm terrified of getting that vaccine because I don't like introducing substances into my body that I'm not familiar with. And well, well, all, all I can tell you, all I can tell you about this MRN vaccine. Okay, it is new. It. It's not like the protein shot that you, you get when you get the flu shot. It's an MRN. It goes in. It doesn't change any of your DNA. That's all a bunch of lies. It doesn't have that 5G thing that one day they're going to turn the switch on and all of a sudden you'll start doing stuff because they're taught somebody somewhere else is programming your brain. It's all lies. It does stuff differently, and it's what they call technology. You know, vaccines have to eventually change. And the mRN vaccine is just, it's a different route and it's not a protein shot like your flu shot. And there's a protein shot trying to come out now for the back for the uh, COVID-19, but uh, nor, nor, nor a virus, I think is what, not norvirus, norvac. That's no trying to, They're trying to come out with a shot. It just hasn't been approved yet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just a new way, a new way vaccines are made. And uh, am I 100%? No, but I did it because I want to be able to travel. I want to be safely. I mean, if I didn't get the shot, then I wouldn't have been able to get on a plane. I've been all over the freaking country in the past 10 months. Are you still masking masking up? Yeah, I mask when I go out. Yeah. Uh, And I keep my hands clean when I, I don't. If I touch anything in the grocery store, I keep my hands away from my face. Uh-huh. And then when I get out in the vehicle, immediately I, I put you crap on my hands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I leave that car, I get back in the car, I sanitize. I don't forget nothing. I don't do that. When is your trip? My cruise is three weeks from, I leave three weeks tomorrow for the oh, cruise. Tim. You'll have so much fun. And then I get back and then I got the production crew that weekend when I get back. And then in February, I go on a three-day cruise. And then in March, I go to Detroit. Where are you going on the cruise in February? uh, Going to the Bahamas. Oh, wow. And then um, in March, I'm going to Detroit to do my speech. And then hopefully in July, we'll be going to the convention for the NFB. And then August, I'll be going on my cruise to Alaska. Right, right. Yeah, wow, you got a busy year coming well, up. Well, you just can't. Is the virus there? Yes. Can oh no, I'm not it? even. I'm not even talking about yeah, the virus. Well, I'm just. I mean, I'm not letting this virus dictate what I do anymore. I'm tired of this bull crap. Yeah. I know what you mean, Tim. I'm the same way. And it's time to get back out into the real world because you're doing damage to yourself when you stay in your house 
24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. This virus is here to stay. And yeah. you're fighting in your house 24 seven. You're only weakening your immune system. You need to get out. It's not healthy for your mental stability. And if you have a guide dog, it's not good for your guide dog. Your guide dog needs to be worked. Yep. And you, you just, you just, COVID is here. It will be with us till the day I die, you die, everybody dies. Now it's the new flu. Now, Tim, I'm going to ask you to talk to me after the show, if that's okay. Yeah, I'm here till three o'clock. So okay, I got another hour. Um, Vic. Yeah. Just FYI, I don't think Tim's that way. You oh, don't no. think he swings that way? No. I know. Well, you don't know my power of attraction. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I mean, God. you'd be surprised at the number of changes I can make people do. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm that confident in myself. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to be pretty confident yeah. or, or maybe... <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I got to get off my chair sometime. Yeah, it's time to, it's time to start living your life again. It's cuz if cuz if you listen to your politicians, if you listen to your health department, they want you'll stay in your house for the next 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not doing yourself any good. I, yeah, I know it's, it's tough it's being not blind. Not living life if you're hiding in your house forever. Yes, it, I know it's tough being blind because sometimes we get around closer to people than mo normal people do because you can't see. But you know what? You got to trust it. You'll be okay, and just be careful. Wear a mask. Keep your hands clean. That's right. Uh, just do your best. As long as you're careful with yourself, you're careful with others. I mean, you just just. You got to get out there. Everybody needs to get out. You'd be amazed how many people I talk to that have guide dogs that are scared to death to go outside right now. And, really? and we're almost two years into this thing. Hopefully the guide dog schools can remedy that situation. Well, they can only take you so far, but you've got to pick yourself up and go. That's why I'm worried that next year's convention is going to be canceled still. Yeah, I hope or they'll make it virtual. I don't well, like the, the they're, they're, they're going to make it half half. I, I, we need to get back out in the real world, and yeah, and who knows? The more people get out and get kind of exposed to it, you, it gets weaker and weaker and weaker. Yeah, Eventually, it dilute itself out. Be a lot faster. So, get out there, start taking control of your. Hello, Tim. You still there? Um. I think he's gone, Becca. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like you're going to have to close the show. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for joining us today, ladies and gentlemen. I invite you to email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you'd like to express any opinions or anything or if you want to take part. Um, please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. That's a wrap. Peace out. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.